Okay, good afternoon. So does, uh, do we have some questions about the practice? that I would suggest that I, I think would be good for all of you is to uh, in your walking meditation uh, if you haven't already started doing it do the very slow walking with nine parts to each step does everyone know that way of walking no you don't you don't know that way of walking okay well then let me show you so, you'll be walking very slowly, and first of all, there's three major parts to each step. There is where you lift your foot, and you move your foot, and you place your foot, and you lift, and move, and place. So, I'm, what I want you to do is to divide lifting your foot into three different parts. So, for example, when your heel comes up, that might be the first part. And then when the edge of your foot and the ball of your foot comes up to this point, that might be the second part. And then when the rest of your foot and your toes come off the ground, that might be the third part. So there's three parts to lifting. Same thing as three parts to moving, is where you raise your foot up, you move your foot forward, and you bring your foot down. And then when you place your foot, three parts. Uh, you, you, if you put your toe down first, and then the rest of your foot, and then you shift your weight, or maybe you put your heel down, and that's the first part, and then you put the front part of your foot down, that's the second part, and then you put your weight onto it. So in that way, each step has nine different parts to it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then when you when you have become familiar with the nine different parts of each step then try to clearly identify what are the sensations that take place in each one of those parts. So what sensations take place in the first part of lifting where it's just my heel coming up, you know, where first uh, you feel as the weight comes, comes off and the tissue kind of expands and maybe you feel blood move into it and as it comes away maybe you feel some coolness on the skin underneath, but examine what are the sensations there. When you're moving, notice how the difference uh, in the way it feels when you're raising your foot compared to when you're, when you're moving it forward and when you're lowering. There's different, there's different feelings associated with these things. Okay, so you'd be doing very slow walking meditation to, to do that. With a lot of concentration and a lot of awareness. 
in everything else that you do, slow down and be as mindful as you can of everything. So, uh, well, let me give you, uh, show you some more things. One, one way to help you to do this, to be slow and mindful, is imagine you're a burglar. So, there's all of the armed guards in the house are sleeping, and you want to go out the door, right? So, very, very mindful and slow. So if you think in that way, it will help you to slow down and be very, very mindful. Try to do your, you know, when you're eating, same thing. Eat without, without making noise with your dishes or making noise with your, your food. Drive faster. Drive will look ahead of you and without you needing to think about it, your eyes will mostly they'll guide you and keep you from walking into obstructions, right? You don't need to look at your feet. You just look at the ground you know, somewhere ahead of you. But your mind, the attention of all, uh, the, the focus of your attention is on your feet as you're moving. Um, while you're doing You'll notice what it's good to notice what your eyes are doing. What what your eyes naturally do is they tend to move forward a bit and back. Right? Every now and then, you know, something moves, your eye will go go to that thing that moves and then come back. Or if there's a sound, your might eye might move towards the sound. And most of the time, you'll find your eyes just sort of move back and forth in the space in front of you. That can be part of your uh, investigation is to discover what your eyes do while your mind is, is observing the sensations in the foot. So. so if we do a walking meditation inside the door, is that better to close our eyes so there's no distraction? To no, no. Walk with your eyes open always. Question, repeating the question. The question was, when walking inside, can you close your eyes? Now, part part of the advantage of the walking meditation is you're learning to have the same kind of concentration and mindfulness while you're moving and while your eyes are open while you're in a situation where you need to avoid walking into things and things like that, you know, so. So that way your eyes will see, you see. Your eyes will continue to see, yes. Just pure perceiving, but your mind is not going to see. Your mind is paying attention to the movements of your feet. But you're being really mindful as you do this. So, uh, 
the idea is to become aware of all of the other things that your mind does uh, because you are seeing, you are making decisions, you're deciding when to stop walking or when to turn around and walk back the other way and so forth. So uh, you're not focusing on your feet in such a way that uh, everything else in the world is shut out. It's that the mind remains focused on what's happening with your feet, but there's also awareness of other things present at the same time. Is that vipassana? That is vipassana. That's, well, that's, vipassana means insight, but that's the practice that we need to develop in order to have the insights. Uh, vipassana means recognizing that everything is impermanent, everything is empty, that there is no self, and that clinging to these things is a cause of suffering. That's what vipassana is. But having this kind of focused, high level of awareness is how that vipassana occurs. It's not that it's more difficult, it's, it's different, it's different. Some people find walking easier than sitting, some people find sitting meditation easier than walking. It's different, but it's, you know, and they're both very similar, but the walking meditation has more emphasis on awareness and less on concentration, whereas the sitting meditation has more emphasis on concentration and, uh, not quite so much on, on awareness in terms of the qualities that it brings forth. But both meditations involve both concentration and awareness. But there's just a different emphasis, that's all. Yes? So when I try to do the walking meditation, um, and I haven't tried that in a while, but I will, it'll be even worse, which is that after a while, That's good. It gives you an opportunity to investigate this particular reaction of your mind. Um, it's, it's true. That's one of the differences. The, the breath just happens and all you have to do is it's completely passive, but the walking is also more active. When you're doing this slow walking too, you'll notice that uh, it, it helps to maintain your focus because if your focus isn't sharp, you'll start to lose your balance with some little things like that. So, yeah. Now, to experience it as tedious, this is a perception. Your, your mind is generating this uh, feeling of uh, tediousness. And where does this come from? It's, it, is it your mind being completely content in the present? No. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you can say to yourself, Aha, there's a feeling of dissatisfaction. There must be some desire and aversion there. 
you just observe them and notice them. With the walking meditation, I maybe didn't mention this, but um, and I should have, we're in this beautiful location, so you should, uh, as much as possible, your walking meditation should be a pleasant, enjoyable experience. You're surrounded by beauty, and even if you're focusing on the soles of your feet, you can't help but experience uh, that, uh, that beauty. And there are the, the uh, different sounds and, and smells and other things that, uh, you know, if you can discover this richness that is involved in being in the present moment, being fully in the present moment with all of your senses active in the world, even though you're disciplining the activity of your mind, try not to lose that sense of, of beauty and pleasantness and presence. Yes? So you're saying, because there's so much beauty around here, it's constantly, you constantly have to stare at something. So should we, like, like you said, stop and look at it, and then come back and just focus on your walking? Uh, yes. You should not do both, right? Th that's right. Uh, or, or, sorry. Could you speak up and repeat the question, please? Okay. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> no, I'll repeat. Okay. So, uh, what was the question? <laughs> About beauty and stopping. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Stopping and look at something. Yes. Yes. I had said. Uh, I had said previously that when you find yourself attracted, your attention is attracted to something, to stop the walking and just look at what you're seeing, or feel what you're feeling, or hear what you're hearing, and then come back to the walking. And uh, yes, it's just, you want to keep doing it in, in that way. Right? Although, if you have one foot in the air, and something attracts your attention, <laughs> uh, you might find it very awkward to, to stand there without losing yeah. your balance. So, really you, know, uh, you want to be fully present in the reality of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> not fall over, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is something else that you can do. When you find, if, if you're walking very slowly like that, and your mind is very focused and you're very aware, something catches your attention and you stop for a moment. Uh, you can let, let yourself explore a bit of this, this experience of the present moment. So if there's a particular sound that catches your attention and you stop, not just don't stop with just that sound, then expand your awareness to all of the other different sounds that you hadn't noticed before. And just notice the, the, the fullness of what is taking place in terms of the sense of hearing. Uh, you can do the same thing with uh, uh, visual, you know, uh, you can go ahead and become aware of the entirety of what's in your visual field, you know, with the sensations in your body, you know, of all of the many different sensations that you are feeling. Your attention so focused on your feet when you're walking, but you're feeling things on your arms and your shoulders and your face and your head and everything else. And you can take the time to just discover all that's there. So in this way, become 
become fully aware of everything that is here in, in the present moment. Most of the time, you're not aware of that. As a matter of fact, you may surprise yourself when you discover the richness of the present moment. As a matter of fact, there is so much there in each instant that you cannot possibly take it all in. No matter, no matter how powerful your mindful awareness becomes, you know, there is just there's just so much there. And you have to wonder how your mind spends all of its time in the past and the future, neither one of which really exists when the present is so full and so pleasant. And, uh, you know, I've encouraged you to be aware of the feelings associated with sensations and perceptions. So when you do this, you are going to discover that there is tremendous pleasant pleasantness in the experiences of being present. There's this huge variety of, uh, of sensations that is constantly rising and passing away, that uh, there is a lot of pleasantness there. There's a lot of cause for joy and happiness. Yes? Um, should you focus Terms, yeah. Repeat the question. So, uh, the question is: Should it just be what is there in your sensory field at the time, or should you turn around and look behind you and around? For the most part, it's just whatever is there in your sensory field. So, supposing that a, a colorful flower is what caught your attention, right? And because it caught your attention, you stopped walking. Sorry. You looked at the flower, and then, you know, well, don't turn around and look all around you and behind you, but go ahead and take in what is above and what is below and what is on, on either side. What's, what's there in, in that general field? Now, uh, that's what I'm referring to, but of course, at some point or another, at least once or once in a while, Go ahead and, and when you find yourself, when you find that your mind is really receptive to what you're doing, then you might continue and look over your shoulder as well, and look up at the sky, and look down at the ground. I was more thinking about stuff that's miles away. Like, you know, you're talking about the present moment and how rich it is, but that's only like right here. I mean, this is only a few feet. I mean, there's miles that way and miles that well, it, if it's there, if you happen to be facing in that direction, you might very well see some of the beautiful plants that the people who live on the hill across the road have there. You know, uh, there there is the sky and there's the cloud, so it's whatever is there. But only if it's part of the present moment. You don't start thinking about imagining what's on the other side of the hill <laughs> or or things like that. It's just it's it's what's what's immediately in front of you. Present moment is about time, and I'm asking about space. Yeah. And in that 
that's why you think, you assume that. You, you think that when you turn your back, the tree is still there, but <laughs> don't make any assumptions. This is about, this is about what you really know for sure. So if you can see it, attend to it. If you can't see it, you don't even know whether it exists or not, so you don't need to bother with it. <laughs> you think that just because you've seen the back of my hand before, that it still exists when you see the, the palm of my hand. Besides, there's nothing here, though. Questions do you have for me? We've got six minutes left before lunch. So then I'll just make this comment and we'll go ahead and, and take our break for lunch. Uh, in our discussion last night and the previous evening, you know, we became uh, aware that we are constantly being driven by the compulsion of desire, which leaves us most of the time in some state of dissatisfaction and suffering. And so that we're always becoming rather than being. And so part of what all of this is leading you to is to learn to be instead of always becoming, instead of always living in some future that doesn't exist yet, live in the present that, that is and discover that. So um, part of the way that we achieve the state of Buddhahood is to, is to try to learn to live as though we are already Buddhas. And so we want to uh, develop some skill in being instead of always becoming. Okay? Think of your walking meditation as, as being one of the practices that helps to, to lead to that place. Of being completely in the here and now. Uh, so, the, the present, when I say present moment, maybe it would have been clearer if I said the here and now, because then, oh, yeah, uh, the, here. the here and now. Not just the now, but the here and now. Okay. And uh, when when there is the being in the present, and when there is the uh, as much as you can being in the present without resistance or without desire, then you should be able to tap into the into the uh, the blissfulness of the present here and now as well. All right, so enjoy all of that during your entire lunch break and your afternoon practices until this evening.